0: Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Welcome to the 50th episode of the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee.
1: And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thanks so much for joining in. We are right in the middle of a series called How to Heal from Church Hurt, and last week we did a little, I guess, special episode where uh, we kind of changed up the format a bit and interviewed you. So it was good. That was episode 49, if you want to check that out.
0: And the shoe is on the other foot today. That's right. Our guest is Elizabeth Lee, and you're going to be talking about this wonderfully happy subject called Church Hurt, (laughs) but it is happy once we deal with it, face it.
1: That's right, and it has healing and redemption.
0: Yeah. So, Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna just dive right in, um, because the first question kind of sets up your bio. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and when you were in ministry and experienced the church hurt. What were you doing? Um,
1: well, very gene- generic question there, right? It's kind of like, uh. So I would pro- I would say that my experience with church in particular started uh, when I was little, just because I grew up in as a pastor's kid. My dad is still a pastor, and so uh, my experience with church and all the the pews were my playground. And um, my experience was it was all I knew. So it's kind of like teachers' kids, you know, how you always see them in the schools, mm-hmm. you know, helping their parents and their moms or their dads doing the bulletin boards. Mine was um, helping my parents. We were there when the lights went off. We were there when the lights came on and uh, playing in the pews. And it was just a really fun experience as a child. And so that's where my experience with church came was I just it was all I knew, actually. So it's unique in that perspective um, uh, where most people grow up. what if their parents are teachers or corporations and businessmen and women. But for mine, it was my dad was a pastor. So we were always at the church. We lived in the parsonage. I mean, it's kind of like the old school story. And, um, then, uh, and did that my whole life and uh, growing up until I graduated went to college and met you and uh, you were doing ministry work and so when we got married I became a minister spouse and then at the same time um, I was trying to figure out what I was interested in doing and I we went to seminary grad school and when I was in grad school uh, that's Part of my experience of uh, ministry and church, because when I decided to switch my majors, everything kind of changed for me at that point, because I was in grad school, I was getting a religious education degree, and the way my brain works, I love studying, I love uh learning just the things that I wanted to be a part of I needed to shift degrees and so I wanted to move to master of divinity degree with emphasis in theology and in doing so was when I began to really experience my first introduction to church hurt so to speak it would probably not necessarily be within the church but it was within the the Christian denomination because um the counselor uh, every semester at, at this school, Um you had to meet with a counselor and he or she would help guide you through your class selections. And uh he would, mine in particular, would say, now, Miss Lee, are you sure that you're supposed to be here? I understand your husband wants to do ministry, but I just don't think this degree is fit for you. I think that you should be a teacher. You should probably just go home and, and teach and support your husband. And so I remember thinking, huh. That's that's a little odd, because growing up, I grew up in uh, the type of environment where uh, I was just, for me, education had been a, a, a gift given to me. My parents had believed in education, so I had that privilege to have it, and so I was thankful for it. I was excited. I had my bachelor's, and I was just here getting my master's, and it it kind of caught me off guard. I think maybe I was a little naive. I just was like, that was, that was weird. You know, we'll chalk that up for maybe he was having a bad day, had a bad taco or something And so, but I was like, no, I want to get this degree. Well, next semester, I go see him again. And he says, no, you haven't quit yet. Well, no, sir. I'm still rocking out the, 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 the degree that I want to get. And he pressed me to leave again. And this became a continuing thing because he was my uh, counselor throughout the guidance counselor, I guess, for lack of a better term, throughout my grad school experience. And every semester I had to face this guy and it was just super, um, frustrating to have someone continually tell you over and over that your place is to be beside your man, your place is to be a teacher, your place is not uh, to be using the brain for yourself and to uh, figure out what God's calling you to do, but it's just to support someone else. And and so that was my first experience. Um, uh, it continued on through grad school. I had multiple professors, uh, one in particular, uh, I was in a pastoral clerk. Care class that was required to get the MDiv, and this past this professor said, uh, I need to know. It was the first day of class. He said, I need to know how many of you in here want to be a pastor, and then he turns and he just stares and he stares at me. And so probably, I don't even know how many of the rest of the class, because I I turned real red, because I realized now he was staring at me. The whole class just raised their hands. And he said, how many of you in here want to be a music minister? How many of you in here want to be a youth minister? And he goes through all the church positions, and he keeps staring at me. And then he finally goes, what are you in here for? And I just flushed red, was so embarrassed, uh, just introverted by nature anyway. It's not my idea of a good time to talk, right, like that. And I just said, sir, I am getting my Master's of Divinity. I don't know what it, I'm here for, but I do know I want to take this class and I want to learn. I do care about ministers and their families, and so I'm here. And so that just, I have multiple stories I could go on forever, but that oh, yeah. was a lot of my experience in grad school. when I experienced church at, a, at that kind of level.
0: And you even said uh, that church hurt was something that uh, you kind of began to recognize at, in seminary, but obviously it was happening in your life before then. Uh, when did you start to understand what church hurt is, and when did you learn about it? And what, what do you think that – how would you define church hurt?
1: Mm, how would I define it? I think that uh, hurt is hurt, right? Hurt is pain. But I think church hurt in particular is a a unique kind of pain because it's attached to something that is very near and dear to the heart of who we are as believers. It's attached to our walk with the Lord. And so there is um, church hurt is uh, hurt with a little extra hurt on top. You know, it's kind of like when you get the the chocolate chocolate chip cookie (laughs) you know it's like the chocolate cookie with the chocolate chips that's how i would describe church hurt because it's hurt is already there i mean it's just being in the world but then when you had church hurt it's just a little extra hurt with a little top so that makes sense yeah
0: all right so now we've got a little bit of a background of who you are and thank you for sharing kind of your journey i appreciate that um and i personally remember when uh when you were going through that um now let's talk about kind of the next steps because it, you talk about in seminary your uh your experience but then you went into working for churches you went right into that and uh did you experience church hurt in that process
1: yes yes and um uh one of the things that i enjoyed I enjoyed working. I went in first working with um, teenagers and loved it. I worked with the girls' ministry, and that was just fun. And uh, so some of – for just loved being a youth minister in my 20s. And in my 30s, I'm giving context, uh, moved into adult ministry and was, did a women's ministry uh, for a couple years and thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, had so much fun. loved building teams and loved teaching love, um, discipleship. It it just was an incredible experience. So that is the context to it. So it wasn't all church hurt, right? Like, but it is the subject that we're speaking on, but I needed it to be within the context that we're talking about. But my moments would be often went back to being a woman in leadership. Uh, it would be those moments where, uh, when I worked in student ministry on staff at a, a, a large mega church, Uh, They would have the discussion. It was one of the business, you know, and then they talk about business and they talk about ordination and they talk about um, tax. Uh, You get a tax break if you're a minister. And then they would say, well, this is actually only for those who have like this title. And it would be like minister of so and so. And even though there was another person on staff who had, who did, we did the exact same thing, he had the title and I would be director and it would be because I was a female and he was a male. And so he would get the tax break and I I wouldn't. And there would be those kind of awkward moments and, and it would just hurt. And that, that's the kind of stuff that, uh, I experienced often within the church would be the women in leadership piece. And then when I moved, I was on staff at another church working in adult ministry and, uh, and I was doing discipleship and teaching people how to study the Bible that, um, the some of the ladies that were coming one of her, one husband came and said hey i really want to learn my, my wife is learning can i please learn how to study the bible too and i said come on and uh somehow that made it to the head pastor and the head pastor just he was very upset that this uh, man was going to be sitting under this teaching. And so those were the kind of things that I think surprised me. Uh, maybe it was my naivety. I don't know. Uh, but it was uh, for me, if someone's wanting to study and learn that, okay, well, let's, let's do a lesson and let's get that, teach it to them. And uh, I think I just didn't fully understand the scenario that I was in at the time. This was in my 30s. Now, being in my mid-40s, I now understand and, uh, wouldn't put myself back in that environment and a uh, little more eyes wide open at this point. But that was a lot of, uh, the kind of hurt I had experienced when I was on staff,
0: you mm. know? So you've had all these experiences <clears throat> and after walking with, through a lot of this with you, you really only just shared a few, <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, after walking through a lot of this with you, know uh, enough of this story to know that you took a a very serious approach to pursuing emotional uh, and spiritual health Mm -hmm. and recovery. So Mm -hmm. the folks that are listening that um, maybe have worked in churches, uh, been around ministry or uh, ministry training And it sounds uh, like this is theming out a lot more towards uh, also women who have been in those scenarios. Mm -hmm. If they're listening to this and they're uh, wanting to face and deal with the hurt that they've come across, how how did they respond? Where did you learn as you went through that journey that they might be able to apply to theirs? Mm
1: -hmm. I think um – First, I would say if there's a woman listening who's been hurt in ministry or leadership, I would just say to you that, um, you're not alone and that you are valuable and you are worthy. And even if you have, uh, been treated, uh, in a different way, it doesn't mean that's true. And just because someone treats you a certain way, it does not define that does the way the way you're treated doesn't define who you are. And, um, uh who what defines who you are is truly um when you spend time with the Lord it is asking him to show you uh, his love because sometimes it's really easy to define the value uh based on how s- you pour so much into your ministry and your work your hard worker and so when sometimes it's not valued as much uh it's just understanding that that's not where the value and the worth comes from the value and the worth comes from being a daughter of of the lord and being a child of his and belonging and i think that's what i had to learn first i had to um and jeremy you know this but i had to really go discover for myself how God felt about women. I had to go study for myself how Jesus treated women, and I was able to use what I learned in seminary to study about Jesus in the time of Jerusalem and when he was there, and the culture and what he did, and how he valued women. Oh, my goodness! And children. He valued women and children, and how uh, they were they weren't esteemed in the, in the least. And he came in and acknowledged that they, he acknowledged them. He made them feel so present. And, um, and so I needed to settle that in my spirit because, um, it was starting to get fuzzy there for a minute, and that's when it got a little dangerous for me. It was when I was starting to think, God, if this is how you feel about women, why do I want to have anything to do with you? You know? And so I had to separate those two that uh, just because this man or these people feel this way about th- and how they feel about uh, women in ministry, that is not. And as I went to go study how God feels about women and um, how Jesus treated them. And I began to go study uh every woman in the Bible who was in leadership. And man, that'll fire you up right when you begin to go look at the, how brave they are and the things they were doing um, and studying the different leadership roles they had um, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And so that for me kind of settled my personal uh, walk with the Lord. And then um, I also had to, in my emotional health, uh, had to realize I couldn't stay in a place where I am tolerated. I couldn't do it because I had to value myself enough to say, if I am being tolerated here, that's not okay. And so to be able to step out from that really allowed me it's really hard to heal in a place where you feel like you're being misused at an unhealthy level and or disrespected uh simply because of the gender that you are and so um i needed to it was it moving away from it was gave me space to find healing but it did it took a lot of healing i had to rebuild a little of my confidence in myself rebuild um uh what i believe um and remind myself that uh uh trusting that God can use things like misogyny and experiencing and, and being a part of that that he can use that and bring good I had to trust that Romans 828 was true and that he could bring good out of it and so that's been part of the journey I've had to learn how to um Understand emotions, the journey of emotions, and understand that what sadness means and anger means and fear, and that that they're just pointing to the heart and the heart's trying to tell me something. and uh, then um, so that's how I would summarize that,
0: okay. and the uh, so we've we've journeyed through your kind of Experience as a preacher's kid Your experience training as a minister Then your experience in ministry And, and then your journey through healing um, And thank you by the way For sharing all that Thank mm-hmm. you for uh, giving that gift To those that are listening um, And I'm going to ask you for one more gift Before we go Which is And I know you're an avid reader uh, I, I, I see the bedside table With all the <laughs> books piled up Um, But particularly on this topic, I know you're well read. What are some recommendations you might could offer in podcasts or uh, books or resources that uh, someone who is trying to begin their own journey of healing from church hurt? What would you recommend to them?
1: Sure. There's a couple of them that I would recommend. I've actually, I think my favorite, I've read a couple, but my favorite is when narcissism comes to church. Uh, that's a fairly new book. And, uh, I believe that is by, uh, Chuck DeGroat. And, um, He, uh, talks about, uh, yes, and you can actually follow him on Twitter at Chuck DeGroat, but it's when narcissism comes to church. That's probably my favorite. Uh, it was a very hard book to read, but it was also a really good book to read and enlightening and it's things I needed to learn from myself and, uh, exposed, uh, Just a a good bit that's really helped me. Some other ones that I've loved. uh, Probably my second favorite would be Healing Spiritual Abuse by Ken Blue. Um, Another one is uh, Toxic Faith. Another one is The Subtle Power of Spiritual Abuse. Um, And then uh, I'd probably say that if you are like super into, um, oh, what's the word? Like I like to color code my topics, you know, like I can get into some like a dissertation. Let's say that. Well, uh, someone wrote their Ph.D. on this topic. It was called Spiritual Abuse Recovery and was able to get it on Amazon, Barbara. O-R-L-W-A-S-K-I, I I think is, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but she did her dissertation on it. And that's how I was able to find like 20 books out there on the subject and was able to kind of work through them to fully understand how church hurt occurs. And it's there's a spectrum, obviously, right? And so what does that look like? And is it possible to heal from it? Is it possible to heal from it within the same system that you were hurt? Or do you have to move to a different kind of system to find healing and, and then what causes it and also, uh, the effects of it and then, um, how to prevent it. And so I think that's a, if you're that kind of reader, uh, the dissertation with spiritual abuse recovery. It's an excellent book and it, it'll take you down the rabbit hole. But if you're looking for a good basic starting point to kind of understand there's something in your crawl that you can't fully grasp I would recommend when narcissism comes to church that's a good a good starting point
0: just a few good recommendations (laughs) I love your brain I really do I love uh, and I thank you for just opening up just a little bit for us on this topic you should probably do your own podcast series in my opinion humble (laughs) opinion on this topic you're well versed in it and uh, listen, if you are listening to this and you're wondering who are these Ministry to Parents people, what are they doing, uh, talking about church hurt, Who who is this, what's going on? Uh, well, one way that uh, we've set up a way for you to experience what we have to offer churches, you can go to ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. When you do that, uh, you put in your email address, and we shoot right back to you some free resources you can try out with your parents if they like it then maybe you might uh, decide you want to be an M2P member and your church can partner with us and we can tell you more about that. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening.
1: Yes, thank you for joining in. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. See you next episode. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.